It's time for our weekly dose of science with Dr. Carl Krizanicki. We love Dr. Carl. He's on the phone right now. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning, Dr. Luke. How are you today? Have you had a good week? Um, it's been wonderful. Uh, everybody's been well and healthy. I'm now in high speed and committed to finishing off the autobiography this year after a lot that's of right. avoidance behaviour. Right. I'm really good at avoidance behaviour. Are you good at avoidance behaviour? I'll tell you tomorrow. <laughs> you funny boy. Did you like that? Yeah, that was good, mate. Dr. Carl, we have a helicopter yep. on Mars. After three years and 72 flights, this helicopter on Mars which is operating on a very strange atmosphere. I'll get you to explain that in just a moment. Um, they're working. Um, who would have thought that we'd one day have a helicopter working on Mars so it can land, it can take off, it can land again. Tell us about this and how does it work? Well, originally they thought um, it'd be too hard and impossible. And then they went looking. Um, and when they landed the one-tonne, six-wheel drive vehicle on nuclear-powered vehicle on Mars, strapped to the bottom was something weighing a couple of hundred grams, and that was a helicopter. That was the Ingenuity helicopter. Mm -hmm. And it was not nuclear-powered because that was too hard to do. It was solar-powered. And you're thinking, hang on, how do you fly a helicopter mm -hmm. in an atmosphere that's incredibly thin? And when I say thin, it's about half of 1% as thick as the Earth's atmosphere. It's equivalent to where the Earth's atmosphere would be 80,000 feet up, and yet on Earth, the helicopters can only fly to about 25,000 feet. How did they manage to get it to fly so high? Well, they did a little trick. Mm -hmm. What they did was they had it incredibly light. Um, and how, how heavy is it, this helicopter? Uh, about oh, a couple of hundred grams. <laughs> really? And, yeah. And, and, and the way they got it to be so light was to use COTS, which stands for Commercial Off-the-Shelf Technology. So in, in space, um, you normally use what's called radiation-hardened components, and that covers everything from the computers to the avionics and you know, the sensors and the cameras and the batteries. And, and there's a lot of radiation in space. It's a dangerous place to be. It's not good for your health. Uh, Increases your risk of getting cancer. And the, so a typical radiation-hardened computer would weigh yeah, half a kilogram and cost $250,000, and it would be not, uh, 2017 technology. Uh, it wouldn't be particularly fast. But uh, on the other hand, 500 grams, geez, mate. So what they did was they just got something out of a phone, COTS, Commercial Off-the-Shelf Technology. They got something off a smartphone, and this little thing weighs a couple of grams, 20 grams, but it's also got 100 times better performance than the combined performance of all the robot space missions put together that NASA has ever flown. And that includes going to the moon. And so just a phone is good because it's so fast. It doesn't have radiation hardened. It could have died, but they were lucky and it didn't die. It's just amazing. A helicopter working on Mars. Uh, and and uh, that, it just shows you how clever we all are. Dr. Carl Krasinecki is with us. Dr. Carl, last year, you one of your topics was artificial intelligence and chat GPT. And mm -hmm. you got this, because you were fascinated with it. You, I'd never heard of it until you brought it up. I think we were the first to, to talk about it on the radio. You, you were onto it very, very early. And you got it to compose a poem about Luke Boner on Triple M, and it did it, and it was amazing. 
Mm. Now that now here we are, um, February 2024. Dr. Carl, are you concerned about artificial intelligence and the jobs that it will take off real people? Well, last week, most of the journalists from Time magazine, National Geographic and CNN got fired and got replaced by artificial intelligence. What happened? Well, okay. Um, in the old days of computing, uh, you have to write your computer program fairly well. And if you got garbage, it was because you wrote garbage. Garbage mm -hmm. in, garbage out. Mm -hmm. That was the logo. Nowadays, with ChatGTP, it gets the highest quality stuff that comes up with garbage. So it's quality in and garbage out. Right. And it just keeps on making mistakes all the time. So if you mm. ask it, how does a chicken's eggshell get made? It says it gets made uh, because of a special protein called blah, 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 17. And uh, the chicken egg is the only protein where this appears. Um, and that's why the, it's the only egg. And you say, hang on, dear chat GPT, don't seagulls have eggs? Oh, yeah, I made a mistake. Hey, so, so, so chat GPT, or artificial intelligence, it only can source the information that's available to all of us anyway on the internet. And if that information's wrong, it will then, uh, it will then uh, give you that information as if it's fact. But it, in fact, if it's, only, if it's fed misinformation, that's the misinformation it passes on. Oh, no. Sometimes you can tell it the truth and it'll make up lies. Really? So you can say, yeah, so you can say, uh, who starred in such and such a movie that was popular, in, that was released in 2017, when you know that that movie was released in 2018. Yes. And it will just say, oh, yeah, the stars of the movie from 2017 were, and you know it was 2018. And it doesn't say, sorry, it wasn't released in 2017, it was released in 2018. So how come it's doing a lie there? Or if you ask at the 40th place of pi, or the 40th digit of the square root of two, and find out what it is first, and then it'll tell you a random number, and you say, no, it's not three, it's five. It's going, oh, yeah, sorry, I made a mistake. And then you'll say, oh, actually, I was lying to you. It wasn't five, it's, it's four. It says, oh, yeah, that's right, it's four. Okay. But recently we saw uh, an actor's and writer's strike in Hollywood, and that was partly over the impact of artificial intelligence on their not only their roles and their uh, images on the screen, but the writers were also concerned that the AI and, and chat GPT could also write scripts. And then we find out that the scripts are crap, but the actor's images can be preserved and altered and used many, many years down the track. Surely it's up to the actor and the agent to write that into their contract so that if their image is ever reproduced in any way, they get paid. Um, I'm quite sure that it's stolen a lot of the content from my 47 books and hasn't paid me one bit. I bet you it has because you you, you can uh, you can get Dr. Carl's information on the internet, and then somebody doing a university paper on climate change, for example, AI Chat GPT accesses Dr. Carl's little book on climate change science. It repeats it. Somebody's written it in an essay and given you absolutely no credit. They didn't know. Um, the the guy I'm following on this who knows an awful lot is from the University of New South Wales, and he's called Professor Toby Walsh. And he's my go-to guy. So I'm kind of following him I tell you what, with whatever else I'm reading. Follow up with him, and next time you have an update for us, let's talk about it. Sure. Now, can I just say one more thing about the uh, helicopter on Mars? Yeah, back to the helicopter, yes. Yeah. But it was only supposed to last a month mm -hmm. and do half a dozen flights. It was sort of strapped underneath this six-wheel drive nuclear-powered thing, and they just carefully dropped it down. And instead of lasting a month, 
it lasted three years. Wow. It did 72 flights, not five. Mm. It flew 17 kilometres, and it not only guided the six-wheel drive robot, you know, the one-ton six-wheel drive nuclear-powered thing, uh, which has covered 24 kilometres, but it also um, made 3D maps of the surface that the nuclear-powered rover could not do. Amazing. Amazing. If, if only they could make a washing machine or a television set last that long on Earth. Yeah, mine, mine dropped dead at 17 years, and when I swapped it for a seven-year-old one, mate, it's amazing how much things have changed in the years between 17 years ago and seven. They have indeed. Dr. Carl Krasinicki, it's always good to talk to you. Thank you for our science lesson. We love it every week, and we'll talk again next week, hey? Pitchy Keen, thank you so much, Dr. Luke. I love you, you know. Oh, there's just too much love. We need more, man.